Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast. My name is Steve Heinrich. I'm your host as usual, just me. Today is February 15th, 2018. Uh, This is episode four. So four episodes in already. I can't believe it. (laughs) It's happened so fast. So it's been about a month since I started. Uh, I appreciate everybody kind of bearing with me as I figure out what I want this podcast to be. Uh, It started... I started it as an outlet for my geeky and designy ways, so still kind of honing everything. Uh, I appreciate all the feedback I've been receiving on Twitter and from my family and and all that, so it's it's much appreciated. So, uh, like I said, bear with me, and yeah, let's dive in. So I just wanted to start off with you know just a couple notes from this week, mainly that I've put my SIM card in my Alcatel Idol. 4S, which is a Windows 10 phone, uh, I've noticed on my Moto E 4 Plus that my signal, here's what was happening. So I, I work at home, I have my phone on my desk, uh, and a voicemail would just show up. No ring before the voicemail or anything like that. So the voicemail would just show up. Uh, I clearly had missed the call. Clearly it went right to voicemail, whoever was calling. So I decided to put my SIM in my Idle 4S just to see, uh, and it's been pretty solid. It's probably got the best signal strength of any device I've had in a long time, so I'm probably going to stick with that for a little while. Uh, the Moto E4 Plus, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is I'll probably end up putting the SIM back in the Moto E4 Plus, So, but it's just kind of a strange thing. Uh, especially because the E4 Plus is supposed to have all the right radios in it for service. But anyway, this week I'm also starting design, uh, designing the materials for the Chicago Latino Film Festival, uh, the 34th edition of that. Uh, I've been involved with it for over the years, over the past maybe five or six years, uh, basically designing the program book, schedule book, and different posters and materials and stuff that they need for that. So I clock out of work and then I go right to film festival stuff. So it's good stuff. I I enjoy it. If you have a chance, I'll put a link to the film festival itself. It's in Chicago. Uh, It goes from, I should know this, I've been looking at the date a million times, the 5th through the 19th of April. So if you're in Chicago, check it out. Uh, yeah, and see some of my handiwork in the process. So buy a program book. It's a really great festival, so I definitely suggest checking it out. And sadly, over the years, I've actually never attended any of the films, but hopefully this year that'll change. So yeah, give it a a, a look-see. All right, so that's what's been going on recently this week. Uh, and let's jump into the first thing I want to talk about, which is the fact that I have been using Firefox recently again. Uh, I say again because I use Chrome for years and years, which I'm sure a lot of people have. But I mention it because I actually read this article on The Verge about Chrome becoming like IE6, which Internet Explorer 6. So if you remember Internet Explorer 6, it had it was <laughs> it, it was a it was a grand day when when that finally died. So when people finally stopped using IE6 and uh, developers were able to stop having to tailor anything to it. So, um, 
I've used Firefox in the past, but uh, I I went back to it after the their Quantum update, I think it's called, uh, just to check it out, and I've been really happy with it. Uh, and it actually illuminated something in that article I was talking about, the Verge article, about how Chrome thing, Google is developing a lot of their tools for Chrome. Uh, the biggest thing that I noticed was that in Firefox, I use Gmail, so I just have a tab pinned for my Gmail account. There is Google, there's Google Voice functionality functionality through your Gmail uh, on the web. So I would get a spam phone call through Google Voice and a little window would pop up and it'd be ringing and it'd be like, oh, what is this? And I'd switch over to the tab and it would be Google Voice trying to ring through. But in Firefox, it would say that voice does not work with Firefox yet. We're working on it. Uh, I met a little message from Google, which was kind of confusing because it was ringing. <laughs> so I guess the technology after you accept the call is what was missing. So, so voice was specifically created for Chrome. I'm sure other browsers might support it, but Firefox not supporting it is kind of strange. But I imagine it has something to do with storage, browser storage, or something like that, or some sort of plug-in. But I kind of got away from Chrome recently because I felt like it's becoming less of a browser and more of a Google, an outlet for Google uh, to build Chrome OS into your, (laughs) into your PC. So, and that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, But when I, like a lot of people, I initially switched over to Chrome because it was a much speedier option uh, compared to Internet Explorer, which was terrible. And it was just a breath of fresh air. So I feel like they're slowly kind of getting away from that a little bit. Uh, it's still a good browser, don't get me wrong, but I like to uh, jump around browsers. So I actually used Opera for about six months and uh, and then went back to Chrome after that. I mean, Opera on Windows, which I'm using all of these browsers on a Windows PC. So I keep a lot of different browsers installed. So because of web development and stuff like that, you got to cross browser your websites, make sure everything's working as it should. So, but I have noticed recently that things going back to that Verge article, things are becoming you know, works best with Chrome or made for Chrome or, you know, uh, stuff like that. And that's definitely reminiscent of the IE six days where a lot of companies actually would build web tools just for IE six, because I mean, that's the default browser on your PC and your work is full of PCs. Uh, you're going to target that browser for sure. So that's kind of what's happening with Chrome again. It's kind of crazy because Chrome has like a 77% market share right now or that's that's the user base is 77 percent of people are using chrome over uh second place firefox which is at like 12 percent so and you can actually check all that out on w3 schools i don't know if you've ever visited that website but they've been tracking browser uh history since about 2002 so you can watch the climb of chrome from about 2008 uh, just destroy all of uh, Internet Explorer and now Edge. Uh, but yeah, W3Schools is a really cool website. I'll put a link to all those statistics, the browser statistics there. And also, while you're on their website, 
uh, why not learn HTML or CSS? <laughs> That's actually where I learned. I learned it on W3 schools on the job. Uh, we were building an e-commerce website. I didn't. I had extremely limited knowledge of putting together a website in any way. So I learned everything on W3 schools. Uh, it's I learned HTML, CSS, all the basics there, and even PHP and MySQL. You know, they have tutorials that are actually pretty well written, uh, easy to follow for beginners. Uh, I was definitely a beginner. I mean, I was a beginner, but you know, even with a little bit of technical knowledge, uh, but even then, even without that, it's still a great place to start. So if you're interested in learning the basics, that's definitely where I would go, W3 Schools. And it's free, which is all the better. So to wrap up the first thing here, check out Firefox. It's doing really well these days, especially after the update. Uh, I've really enjoyed using it again. Uh, it definitely feels like Firefox still, but has a lot of great improvements to it. So check out Firefox. Uh, I don't know if you need a link for that, but I'll put one in the notes anyway. So, Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, or is, some news that came out in the last few days about Android P embracing the notch. So... I'm um, going based off of an article that I saw on XDA Developers, which I prefer over reading Bloomberg, which is where the source for this is. But uh, basically talking about Android P, which I I don't know if it's going to what version number that's going to be, but they're calling it pistachio ice cream internally at Google. But either way, they, it talks about design, uh, basically how new code or stuff in Android P, the release of Android P, it was leaked. I don't know if it was leaked, but there were sources that say it's going to accommodate uh, different types of screens. So uh, specifically screens with notches in them. So I just wanted to throw in my two cents here because this is a little more design related because of the fact that this the notch is becoming a a design element in these phones. So my my opinion on the iPhone X notch and the essential notch are actually two separate opinions. I don't like the iPhone notch. Uh, I don't think you can call the iPhone X a full screen or full front panel display because there's still a huge black. I mean, it's basically a bezel. I mean, it, it has horns. Now, granted, the screen has horns, but it's, it's still a bezel to me at the top but let me be clear i'm not anti-bezel i'm definitely actually a little bit pro-bezel i'm not you know i'm not talking about an inch of bezels all around but i don't mind a little bit of bezel so it doesn't make me throw up like it does some people but the iphone notch it's not i'm not saying it's ugly either but i just don't like the claim of a full front panel display it looks cool don't get me wrong but i think the essential phone actually does the notch a little bit better I know there's a lot less technology behind it. I think there's just a camera behind the essential phones, tiny little notch, but they're a lot closer to a full panel display. And it's great to see that Android in the future is going to accommodate for that because I think there are going to be devices, more devices that come out with a notch uh, just because that's <laughs> what Apple does. All shall follow. So... It's good that it's accommodating for it. I'm not super, you know, excited or like, oh yes, notch phones. Uh, but also, it's it, to me all I think about when I hear about 
Android supporting something like this is the fact that it's just you know they're turning off some pixels in your notification bar you know so you know it's like setting setting boundaries in the notification bar for developers that's basically all i all i feel like it is you know uh, i know there's probably more to it it's not just notification bar uh, especially because the notch is actually changing the way that people uh, you have to think about designing your website, you know, for you viewing in the browser, designing apps and all that stuff. But like I said, it's just, it's, it's like here, here's it's, it's all it is to me as developers, uh, saying these pixels aren't available. Uh, that's it. Um, so I don't get too excited about it. Uh, the notch on the iPhone, I know, uh, that there's specific CSS, rules which are you know for styling a website where you can define whether you want your website to go all the way to the edge of the screen because right now i guess safari uh when you're in landscape mode on an iphone x with the notch uh i guess safari will pad your website so it doesn't touch you know so there's a little bit of of room on either side of your site so it doesn't interfere with the notch but I actually saw um, uh, another, or another, an example of someone who designed their content to kind of scroll around the notch. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but you know what? A lot of people use the iPhone. Uh, a lot of people browse the web on their phone. So it's kind of a, a clever little thing. But overall, I think notches are really, I'm hoping they're just a flash in the pan. Uh, and that we're really on our way to actual full panel screens on the front where there's no there's no uh, notch of any sort, no bezels of any sort. Not that I think that that's like really awesome and cool. Like I said, I don't mind bezels. But if we're talking about the notch, we're, we're ultimately leading to a full panel display. Uh, and, and at CES, CES this year... Uh, you probably saw that there was a fingerprint sensor that could be put under the display. So using optics, uh, which is pretty cool. So I think that's the way we're headed. So eventually, you know, all the cameras and the the uh, 3D face scans and, you know, whatever, you know, little pokey blood tests, whatever they're going to come out with next will all be, you know, behind the display. So that's kind of where I think things are going. It's nice that Android is going to accommodate for it in uh, for now. Uh, but I like I said, I think that notches aren't necessarily here to stay. They're just kind of a, an evolutionary step on the way to a full uh, panel screen on the front with you know with nothing around it. So and and really, if you think about it, we're kind of aiming as as always. Technology kind of aims for that sci-fi uh look which you know is usually comes down to just a piece of glass like a trans piece of transparent glass with your interface on it you know um we are not even close to that but uh this is definitely a step in in that direction so yeah notches notches and notches uh they're coming but uh no i'm not too excited Okay, so another thing I wanted to talk about real quick uh, is the fact that Zach Bowden over at Windows Central got his hands on the 
unreleased Lumion 650 XL. So a bigger version of the 650 that was one of the, not the last, but one of the last Windows devices uh, phones released. So uh, taking a look at it, you know, it looks like the 650 a little bit, but with, you know, a bigger screen. Uh, and apparently the battery isn't removable, but it's still rocking a Snapdragon 200 series. Uh, so, you know, not really much to weep about <laughs> missing out on this. So it's kind of unfortunate that it didn't go to market. But, uh, you know, the one that I really wish had gone to market was the what was it the Nokia McLaren, which was another prototype device that uh, Nokia released with Windows Phone on it. So that one was, that one looked pretty cool. It had the, uh, you know, the the hover thing where you just hover your finger over the screen and it would could sense that. And it had the giant camera like the 1020 did on it. Uh, so that one I can weep over. <laughs> I wish that one had been released. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that article because it just came out today. But uh, if you're a Windows fan, definitely check it out because it's kind of a, these things kind of instantly become relics, you know, of what could have been, uh, even if it wasn't that high end of a phone. So, okay, let's march on to the Pixel Bin Bargain of the Week, where I bring you a, a cheap device that I found this week. It is actually a device that I've looked at extensively to buy, but just have never pulled the trigger on. So, this is an LG G4 which I think I did an LG G5 last time, but let's go with the G4 this time. Uh, it's on Swappa again uh, for about $95. So the one that I'm specifically going to link to is the is a leather-backed version of it. It's like the light brown, I think. it's. Uh, I don't know if that's the official name, but yeah, this is a device that I've, I looked at actually really getting a, a little while ago when I was trying to replace my Android phone, my Moto G third generation. Uh, I was looking at it because it has, it. well, it's supposed to have a really great camera, uh, which takes raw images and supposed to just be good overall. Uh, it has an SD card uh, slot on it too, so which is good for expandable storage. And then also I think the thing about it was that the speaker was really loud too. So that's uh, part of why I was looking at it. Also, I think I found there was a 5,000 milliamp hour battery uh, direct replacement into it, uh, which was, I, I'm not sure what it comes with. I think it's around 3,000 milliamps. So I was looking at getting it and, and getting the battery that directly replaces the, the battery that's in there at the same size. Uh, so it would be, you know, upgrading the battery basically. Uh, so it had a lot of things going for it, and, and so there's a T-Mobile version that's unlocked, so GSM carriers in the U.S., and it's also, the that's this is the other thing, is that it's fully supported by Lineage OS, uh, so they have, it's officially supported, uh, I should say, so you can download the image, and you know, if you're into flashing your device with ROMs and, and stuff like that, if you're not, then probably not, but... Uh, at least this way you can get the most up-to-date Android, up-to-date security, uh, and all that stuff. So why I don't know why I didn't buy it, but uh, <laughs> uh, check it out. That's the bargain of the week, the LG G4. So I like LG devices. I had an LG G2 at one point. Uh, what else did I I had an LG G5. So yeah, LG G4, it's definitely for under 100 bucks, you know, and then grabbing a case off of eBay. 
and you're you're good to go. So and with the expandable storage and you know, I'll try and find that five thousand milliamp hour battery too. So you can get the whole package, you know, probably get going for under, you know, 130 bucks. You get a nice, uh, it's a former flagship and it's, you know, it's a few years old now, but I think it's a good device still. So, uh, yeah, Pixel Bin Bargain of the Week. All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Going to wrap it up here. If you visit pixelswim.com, you can see the show notes for everything I referenced today and uh, also, my social links are there if you want to get in contact. I'm pretty good about replying when I can. So, <laughs> I mean, at this point, there's not a lot of people replying about it on social media. So, uh, for those who are, I appreciate it again. Uh, so, tune in next week. Hopefully, I won't be too bogged down by work uh, and freelance and all that stuff. But have a great night or day or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So, thanks again and Godspeed.